Welcome to the Sunday School Hour. Praise the Lord. Amen. Turn uh, to Joshua 1.8. We'll start there uh, here in a minute. Joshua 1.8. But uh, as we're now about 10 days into the new year, I trust you've determined uh, that you've been able to uh, uh, set your resolutions and those kinds of things uh, for the new year. Maybe improve on some things uh, that you wanted to do last year, but now you're kind of moving into the new year. And I trust that you're well on your way to doing the right things in 2021. Amen? Amen. Let's see what happens next week or next month, right? Some of those things may kind of fall off as we go along there. But for me, I'm going to be the spiritual one this morning. I want to say I want a closer walk with God. Amen? We all want to walk closer with God, right? And uh, truly to know his word more better. (laughs) Is that a word? I want to get to know the Lord closer. I want to have a deeper walk with him, right? Um, Better than what I did in 2020. So really, to be honest, I was kind of a Fox News junkie, uh, just watching Fox News a lot last year and all the way up until the election. And then, you know, from that point on, I'm just like, I'm not doing this anymore. It just, the the things I was thinking about and just seeing how things were just not right and the hypocrisy, all that kind of stuff, the Lord just said, nope, you're done. You don't need to do that. So I'm like, okay, so this year I've... I've basically uh, not listened to Fox News. She's asked my wife. She's like, she's telling me all these things. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what Tucker Carlson said. I don't care what Hannity said. <laughs> so that's kind of my New Year's resolution there. All these shenanigans at the Democrats, double standards, all those things. Uh, just, you know, I, the direction that our country's going is, is obviously very different from what many believe is the right direction. So I'm really not interested in that anymore. But I, I do know that this world's not my home. I'm just passing through, and we know that the Lord is in control, and that's all I need to know, and I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to obviously follow the rules and those kinds of things, but I may not agree with certain things, and if they want to be dumb enough to give me $2,000, hey, I'll take it, you know, that's okay. I'll take another stimulus check, but it's going to kill our deficit or, you know, add to the deficit and all that, but whatever, you know, we just got to keep moving on. So (laughs) I believe that the Lord wants us to meditate more on his word every day and not man's word like Fox News, right? We, we need, don't need that churning around in our head every day. We need God's word churning around in our head and in our hearts. And that's kind of where I'm, where I'm going with this this morning. So uh, only scripture will give us that peace, not frustration from news or anything like that. Uh, so that's my resolution this year. More Bible, less news. Amen. <laughs> so since this is Sunday school and uh, this morning will be a time of teaching here, uh, it's going to be more teaching uh, than, than preaching, so to speak. Uh, so I want to go through how to better med- uh, meditate, memorize the Word of God. Uh, so uh, this is going to be kind of interactive today. And the reason why I'm doing this is just so you can appreciate Brother Justin more when he comes back, right? <laughs> I don't want that, that Petraco guy. He makes us read scripture. He's got slides. What is all this stuff, right? <laughs> so you're not going to be able to go to sleep today. <laughs> I'm going to put you to work a little bit here, so. But uh, Brother Justin does an excellent job as our teacher. He's uh, obviously in Florida, so keep him in prayer. Uh, He'll be back next week. Uh, Should be back by next week uh, for sure. But I'm going to need some folks to look up some scripture for me here. So, uh I guess if I turn it on, that'll help, right? (laughs) Still doesn't work. I don't have a sound room guy. Why don't you go, go back there, wiggle the mouse or something? I don't know. Man, everything was going so good, too. (laughs) It worked this morning. I don't know what's happening here. Anyways, okay, so I'll just, uh, so if someone can look up Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, who wants to do that for me? Okay, Psalm 1, 2 and 3. 
Psalm 119, chapters, or 119, verses 9 and 11. Mike, okay. 119, 9 and 11, you got that? Uh, 119, 97, and 98. Uh, in the back, Ms. Fogner. Okay, and Psalm 63, verses 5 and 6. Jenny, you had your hand up before. And two more, so Proverbs 22, 17, 18, and 21. Okay, in the back there, Proverbs 17, or excuse me, 22, 17, 18, 21. And then the last one would be 2 Timothy 4, 15. 2 Timothy 4, 15, yes, okay. Are we working yet? Oh, excuse me a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is kind of a, let's see. Here we go. Oops, no, we don't want that. There we go. So let's try this. Okay, we're back in business. All right, here we go. Man, I'm getting my exercise today, too. Okay, so here's the scripture thingies here. Okay. So my goal this morning is to encourage you and to watch me work and kind of run and get all exhausted and all that. <laughs> I'll just encourage you as we look at the scriptures here and uh, uh, we see what the importance is about meditating on scripture and how we can apply this to our lives through 2021. So if you're in Joshua, I told you to turn uh, there in a minute ago. So we'll look at Joshua 1.8 here. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according uh, to all that is written therein. Uh, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So the giants and the obstacles that our nation, or that the nation of Israel faced here, that we talked about last week, they're also symbolic of the continued spiritual warfare that we face today as believers. And that spiritual warfare is also uh, on the rise today. Uh, we see it all over our country, creeping into our families, into our churches. Uh, so we need to be prepared. We need to be ready when we get attacked. Amen. We need to be ready for that. And just like Joshua points out uh, here in these verses, uh, we are uh, guaranteed success when we meditate on God's word uh, day and night. He says, thou shalt have good success. So the following verses here that I'd ask you all to look at here list some of the rewards that God promises when we meditate on his word. So who's got that one? Go ahead and read it. <laughs> And then that's the reward next to it there. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. All right, so we'll, we meditate on God's word, we'll prosper day and night. We need to do that. Psalm 119, 9 and 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We'll have victory over sin when we meditate on God's word. Next. Oh, how love I bless thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Though through thy commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. All right, so as we meditate on God's word, we'll have uh, that wisdom to be able to deal with those challenges, our enemies, if you will, as they, as they come up. Next one. Amen. We'll have joy, right? Meditating on God's scripture will bring peace into our heart. And 2217. Thou 
Amen. So we'll be able to give wise counsel, right? As we understand God's word, we get to know God's word, we'll be able to give that wise counsel. And the last one? Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Second Timothy four fifteen. Maybe I got the wrong I got the wrong verse. Uh, we can just skip over that. But just know that your success will be obvious. <laughs> I'll find the verse at some point, but uh, we need to. That's true. That's always good too, right? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, you don't have to turn there. But in James one twenty one, we see how thinking about Scripture also relates to a process called engrafting. Uh, James one twenty one says, "Wherefore lay apart all uh, filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls." So God uses this analogy of engrafting to describe how he desires God's word to be studied and meditated upon. Engrafting, according to Webster's 1828 dictionary, means to join or to fasten. An example of engrafting is when you maybe splice a branch from one tree and fasten it to the, to the trunk of another tree, or you know, a tree that's already rooted in the ground there. Uh, the branch that you attach will receive the nourishment from that tree that's already in the ground there and that is joined to. And that branch will eventually retain its own distinctive fruit. So that's really cool. I mean, if, if you want to Google this, it's uh, called a tree of 40 fruits or something like that. Uh, so they, they, this one guy took uh, 40 different uh, fruit branches and put it into this one tree. And it's just really neat how it, it continued to grow and flourish, and it's all colorful and all those things. Uh, but an apple tree, for example, can have several varieties of apples engrafted and joined onto the same trunk. And each branch will bear its own variety of fruit. And I was surprised that that practice is still widely used today. Uh, both the branch and the tree will heal together and grow as a single plant. Yes, ma'am. I think you wanted first. Oh, okay. What does it say? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I'll, I'll update my notes. Uh, we'll get here in a minute. I don't want to get ahead. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see when I was doing the research on that, that you can have a bunch of different trees and fruits and things into one trunk and it still continues to grow. That tree of 40 different fruits was pretty neat. But the reason though the Lord kind of uses this example of engrafting is to indicate the potential for our lives spiritually. The Word of God, as we take different parts of the Word of God and we let that grow in our hearts, right? It's going to grow fruit in many different areas, many different ways. The more we engraft portions of Scripture into our heart, the more it will be nourished through the meditation and, and it'll produce fruit. Uh, think of that tree, if you will, as our heart, and the branches as those portions of Scripture. Uh, just like that tree of 40 fruits, so it produces 40 different fruits there from those branches, so will Scripture produce different fruits as we get to know it and engraft it into our hearts as well. The more Scripture that we engraft into our heart, the more spiritual fruit that will be produced. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, for example, talks about love, right? If we uh, engraft love into our heart, what is it going to grow? It's not going to grow hate, right? It's going to grow love is going to be that fruit there. Uh, Romans 6 talks about moral purity. If, if we meditate on this verse, we will enjoy the fruit of moral purity. Kind of get the picture here, right? You know, as we meditate on God's word and those principles, that's what's going to grow. But God uh, completely designed us to have his word engrafted into our lives because the ultimate goal for us is to have that love of Christ in and through us, right? To have his word in us. 
the power of his word. Uh, many different ways that uh, we can uh, follow to help us with this principle here of engrafting. Uh, you may have many different ways that work for you, and that's okay, as long as you're doing something to study the Word of God and get God's Word into your heart. Uh, but uh, there's a couple ways that I found as I was kind of preparing for this uh, lesson here and some things that I've used in the past as well that we're going to go through here. Uh, but first, we need to obviously receive the Word of God. We need to receive the Word and to know that it's truth. So when we put our faith and trust in Christ, that's when we begin to receive the Word. Right? We're going to have a desire to want to know God. When we receive Christ, we're going to have that desire. The moment of salvation, we have that desire to learn more about Him, to read about Him, to meditate on His Word, to get closer to Him, those kinds of things, because our spiritual eyes are open at that point. Uh, and we have that desire to want to learn, to want to do more. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even, on, uh, on, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So what we're allowing into our hearts matters, right? And we need to let the Word of God into our heart, not Fox News or those other things, right? We need to meditate more on what's important, what's going to help us. And, um, you know, I love how the Bible puts things in simple terms here that we can understand. Uh, God knows that we need food in order to be nourished, right? And we need food in order to live and to grow and those kinds of things. So he uses food examples here. Uh, of, of how we are to be nourished spiritually. First Peter, second, First uh, uh, Peter two, two and three uh, says this: As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So we know that we're not we, we don't give babies steak, right? Um, they can't they can't process that. They need milk. Uh, so that's where we got to start. We got to start uh, what we can digest. What's easy enough for us to digest. And we got to start somewhere, right? If you don't start anywhere, if you're not fishing, you're not catching, right? That's what the missionary told us. So we got to start somewhere. we got to do uh, something with the Word of God. So as growing Christians, uh, we can't expect to just jump right in to that higher level of understanding, can we? Uh, we first need to be rooted and grounded in God's truth, and we need to start. Um, Matthew 6.11 says, give us this day our daily bread, right? Every day we need to be in God's Word. We need to let that nourish us as we go throughout the day, taking that time for that spiritual truth to be digested so we can grow, uh, and, and God gives us what we need. Um, you don't have to turn there, but Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep them, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. You know, there's a rich reward when we receive his word, when we take time to actually read it, to look into it, uh, to know it. There's rich rewards there. Uh, many blessings that come with constantly reading through the Bible each year and memorizing. And it's not just the cake and coffee, right, that we're looking forward to at the end of the year. Uh, but there's other things, too. Pastor doesn't want us to, to just give us those things, right? But we need to get that word in our heart. That's the motivation behind that, reading the Bible through. And, and every time you read through, I'm sure you, you learn something new each and every time. I know I do. Same verse, maybe you read over once or twice and you get something different out of it. But, you know, as we read through the scripture, certain passages will stand out to us and will have that personal significance, if you will, that application specifically that the Lord wants us to have uh, for that particular time. So we don't want to rush into the meditation process there. We need to take time to do that and those verses that, that we may have questions about. And uh, we'll kind of get into, get into that here in just a minute. So not only do we need to receive the word, to have a desire to want to read his word, uh, but secondly, we need to actually memorize it, right? We need to actually take the time to memorize it, not just gloss over the words, check a box, and, and move on, right? Uh, memorization is to our mind what exercises to our muscles. Now, I have no problem exercising physically. 
I actually like to exercise. I like to run. I need to run a little bit more uh, this year. I just got um, someone asked me to preach their um, Veterans Day service in November, and uh, I just barely fit into my uniform uh, last year. So I'm like, uh-oh, with the wedding, with the holidays, all that. So I got I to gotta do some more running. But I don't mind running physically. I love, I love doing that. Uh, but, you know, what about mentally, right? The mental exercise of study. It's the same thing. We need to desire it. We need to desire it. We need to spend time in it there uh, memorizing God's word. Uh, I've never uh, I've been a scholarly person, if you will. Uh, I, I really don't like to study. I don't like to read. That's probably why I stayed back in the seventh grade when that time happened, because I just I'm not a studious person. Uh, I don't really like to do those things. But if someone wants to take me on a challenge for running a mile and a half, I can, I can probably smoke him on that one, you know, because I'm that. But Lisa, she's, she's kind of the brains and the brains of the family here, if you will. Um, you know, I, I, didn't, I don't like people like that. <laughs> but I love her, but I don't like people like that. I mean, they can just look over something and they'll know it, you know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I mean, it took me all week to prepare for the, this lesson and the other. She probably, I should probably let you prepare my lesson. <laughs> But it's people like that, it's just like, you know, they can look at something and they got it. And that's good. Praise the Lord. Uh, Some people, it takes work, right? It takes me a little bit longer to do things, uh, to memorize and to study. But uh, memorization, like exercise, takes work. And if uh, you're like me when it comes to studying, you may not want to do it. Uh, Maybe you're the exact opposite. Maybe you love to study but hate to exercise. There needs to be a balance, right? (laughs) Bodily exercise profiteth little, but it still profiteth, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just as there's various methods of getting in shape, like the cardio things, running, biking, swimming, all those things, there's various methods for memorization. Some people like to repeat verses and review information over and over till it just flows. Uh, but, uh, you know, a good way to start for me, I need to take a little bit longer on that. Um, so for me, let's get into this just a little bit here. So this is a verse, just for example. If we take a verse uh, like this, uh, just writing out one idea per line. If you just kind of write one idea per line out here, it may look something like this. Uh, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed, right? So the first part is, okay, is a thought. It's an idea. We're troubled, right? Then the next one there is, but not distressed, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that's one way that you can kind of take a verse and start to dissect it a little bit and doing a little bit of work there to try to figure out what is the real meaning here. Some verses may not be as clean as, as this one here. Uh, they, may, uh, they may not contain a list, but there are many verses in the Bible uh, like that, that you can write them out, and they are in a list. I think this is another one here, like this one. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. And there's the list in word and conversation, charity and all that. So it may look something like that. You still have your first thought on there. Let no man despise thy youth, be thou an example of the believers. So those are two separate thoughts, right, that you can meditate on, think about. And then the other one is the list. Okay, what, what are we supposed to do uh, here with this? You know, we need to be an example in word and conversation and charity, so on and so forth. So as you kind of look at these verses and you kind of start to meditate on them and let them uh, just engraft in your heart, it becomes part of, of who you are. Now, because we're inherently lazy people and, don't want to, and we want to take that path of least resistance, if you will, uh, we may convince ourselves that reading the Bible is sufficient. So all we got to do is we read the Bible, maybe underline a little bit, we're good. Well, I mean, that may work. But, you know, we need to get that. It's going to rob you of some of the blessings that really can come with meditating and focusing on Scripture. And, and that's what we need to do. God desires us to study. Uh, Revelation 1.3 that we read a minute ago, he says, Blessed is he that readeth, right? And they that hear the words. So God also gives rewards for actually doing the studying. Second uh, uh, Timothy 2.15 is a familiar verse there. It says, A study to show thyself approved, right? 
Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. So God's guarantee of success, if you want to call it that, uh, is promised to us uh, not just if we memorize, but if we meditate. And there's a difference there, memorizing and meditating, right? There's, there's a difference there. Some of those verses that we read a few minutes ago there, uh, they're reminders. Uh, Joshua 1.8 uh, says this, you know, the book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. And then he goes on uh, and he says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So we need to have that meditation, right? We need to have God's word in our heart, be constantly reading, reviewing, memorizing, chewing, those kinds of things. Uh, keep chewing on the word of God. Keep thinking about and memorizing his verses there. You may have heard it before, but um, you know, when we meditate uh, on scripture, it's kind of like a sheep, right? They need to uh, keep chewing the cud. They ruminate their food, right? Uh, and they have four different stomachs. We'll kind of get into that here in a little bit. Um, but, you know, a sheep needs to just keep on chewing, right? That's what we got to do with God's Word. Just keep on chewing God's Word. Keep on dissecting it. Dig into it and maybe, you know, see what, what it is that God's trying to, to tell you through that verse there. But before a sheep lies down to, to chew or to ruminate, it must take sufficient quantities of food. And uh, they don't just bite off the top blades of grass. They get all the way down to the root. I mean, they get, get a clean bear uh, there all the way down, they eat right down to the roots. And that's what we need to do too, right? We don't need to not just skim over the Word of God. We need to get down to the root. What's the root meaning here? And this is a way that you can do that. Uh, okay, Lord, what, what are you trying to tell me here? Uh, how, how can I dig into this deeper and, and glean more uh, fruit from this, uh, from this passage or whatever it is? So not only do we need to receive God's Word and spend time memorizing it, uh, there, but thirdly, we also need to investigate the scripture or to me meditate on it. This is the meditation part here. In other words, we need to do like a word study to help us break down the context in the meeting, if you will. Uh, so, if we're truly serious about engrafting the scripture and having that deeper understanding, uh, we shouldn't just skim over the top of the words, right? We shouldn't just maybe just underline our, in our Bible. That's good to do, but maybe go back to it, read over it, right? And those kinds of things. Uh, but we need to dig into the roots. So as you read verses, ask yourselves, what's the key question about this verse? Uh, maybe list those words out like we did here. Uh, maybe some things you want to uh, study uh, a little bit differently or a little deeper. So maybe, like I said, highlight key questions, underline uh, and list some of the words uh, of that particular passage. We'll take 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9 again. Uh, this is our verse. This is a verse this morning here as well. If you weren't in the first service, that's what we're going to be talking about later. Uh, but maybe, you know, put a box around it. Say, okay, well, what do I want to do? I want to maybe study this little phrase a little bit a little bit more. Troubled on every side. Well, what does that mean, troubled on every side? Well, we'll talk about that in the, the next service. Um, you know, perplexed, persecuted, cast down. Those are some key words in that verse that, you know, as you study it out, as you look at it, they'll kind of give you some more insight into maybe how you can deal with challenges in your life or how to deal with persecutions or, you know, those kinds of things uh, as, you, uh, as you go through. Um, so this is a way, let's see. So yeah, you can list them out this way as well. And this is a way that I used to use um, when I would study some things here. You can highlight the first letter of the word or underline. So you, that'll stick out to you. So the W, the CC, the S, the F. I mean, that was just one of my quirky ways that I would, like if I had lo long things that I had to study. <laughs> I mean, if just one little letter would, I would say, okay, W is word, C is whatever. And, and, and I wouldn't have to, like, memorize all the words, but I would just memorize. Sometimes I'd even go so far as maybe trying to make all the letters into a word. So then I, so sometimes it would work out that way. And I can just make a, a word out of six words or whatever. Uh, and that's just kind of what works for me. So I don't know. That's a quirky way. I don't know if I necessarily follow that. I didn't do well in school, but, you know. <laughs> 
God's good. He's got me as far as I got. So and I'm glad I don't have to worry about that anymore. Praise the Lord. But uh, having a Greek and Hebrew dictionary would also be beneficial to you as well. And that helps understand the root words, right? And the meanings of the words. Old Testament is Hebrew. New Testament is Greek. This may be easy for you. Sorry if, it's, if it is, but I'm just kind of giving you what I'm, what I'm learning here. Uh, as you uh, look deeper into the meaning of the words, you'll again uh, have a much more fuller understanding of each verse. And that obviously helps apply the truths or the principles to our lives or our situations. Cross-references are also good as well. Uh, you have them in your Bible. Some of them are down the center. Some of them are on the side. Maybe you don't know what they are, uh, but they're, they're really good because it ties another passage to another passage. And if you look at what those, what those mean there, that'll give you a deeper meaning of the, the word or the verse or those kinds of things. Got to be careful, though, sometimes it'll take you on a rabbit trail. Uh, I know, you know, as I'm kind of digging into these, I'm like, oh, it means this. And then, I, you know, before you know it, I'm like three or four books away from the main thing. But it's really neat because you're really getting a lot of, a lot of depth into the, into the verse and understanding uh, what that means there. Uh, cross-references are, are good. Um, many times you look at that, you'll find that second verse, and, and uh, it'll shed more light, and then you'll just keep on going. But the goal of all this is really uh, to get into the habit of meditating, of thinking about God's Word. Uh, not just memorizing, but meditating. Uh, meditating is different than memorizing, as I said. Uh, meditating on Scripture is allowing God's Word to live in our hearts, and it's that process of rumination, right? Like sheep, process of just chewing and chewing and spitting it up and chewing and swallowing, right? We just got to keep on doing that. And uh, memor- uh, memorizing, I believe, is much more of a much uh, more temporary or shallow versus um, uh, meditating. Um, you know, I'd memorize plenty of information for tests and quizzes, but a day or so later, forgot most of it, right? So that's kind of memorization is, is the short-term uh, memory there. Uh, during VBS, it's good to see all the kids uh, memorizing verses, right? Some kids go through list after list after list, and that's great. They'll stand here, and they'll memorize a verse, and they'll take maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, a minute or so to memorize a verse. They'll move on to the next one. But if you go back to them at the, at the end of the day, and you ask them what that first verse was, they have no clue. They have no clue, right? So that's kind of the, a difference there. Some actually do remember verses, uh, but there's a difference between memorizing and meditating. Meditating is more long-term, and that has the most value, and that's why it's important for us to, uh, to do that. Um, Jesus promised us in John 15, 7, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, meaning if they live in you, ye shall ask uh, what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Uh, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, uh, so that ye shall be my disciples. Uh, So Paul also emphasized the importance of knowing uh, God's word here when he said in uh, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So again, we see that living, that dwelling is like living in you, right? It has to become part of who we are. Scripture cannot live within us until it first becomes an active part of us. Uh, until it permeates our mind, our will, and our emotions, and those kinds of things. Uh, So when we meditate on Scripture, uh, we'll have that closer fellowship with the Lord. And it will help to bring our thoughts and our actions and our desires uh, under control, under His uh, leadership and His authority. Uh, David developed this close personal uh, fellowship with the Lord, as we talked about last week. Uh, Acts 13.22 highlights that, uh, which says David was what? He was a man after God's own heart, right? Uh, So he had that close fellowship and relationship with the Lord. So as our understanding of Scripture uh, grows uh, throughout knowing His Word and grafting His Word, meditating on His Word, uh, our fellowship with the Lord will also grow, and then we can personalize 
his word. Pray his word back to him. And that, I think, would be the next one here. So personalizing, praying uh, God's word back to him is just another way to continue to to get his word uh, in our hearts, to make it a part of who we are. Uh, Taking our our main verse here, uh, for example, so we can, it may look like this. It may say, Lord, though I'm troubled on every side, I'll not be distressed. Lord, though I feel perplexed, I will not be in despair. Lord, though I'm feeling persecuted, I know I will not be forsaken. And Lord, though I am being cast down, I know I will not be destroyed. And that's just another way that we can, we can pray the, the verse back to him, personalize it. Another one here, 1 Timothy 4.12 may look like this. It says, Lord, I will not let any man despise my youth, but I will be an example of the believers in my word, in my conversation, in my charity, in my spirit, in my faith, and in my purity. So just different ways, different examples. Uh, you can see how that works of how we might be able to uh, meditate on God's word, personalize God's word, God's word make it become part of who we are. So as we meditate and personalize on these, uh, these verses, the Lord will open our eyes to the things that we need to do to grow closer to him and move forward in our walk. So whatever it is, as we spend time in his word, as we take the time to investigate and to meditate, uh, he'll grow our faith and increase our understanding of what he desires us uh, to do, what he desires us to become. So the problem, though, for many of us is that we want quick answers to our problems, right? Uh, we don't want to do the work. We know we're lazy, intellectually lazy or whatever. We just we want answers now. And we just want to turn the page and say, okay, there it is, and just go do it, right? Uh, but sometimes it's going to require work. It's going to require us to do a little digging there, a little investigation, uh, a little bit of rumination to let God's word kind of work us over. And, you know, maybe there's some other principles that God wants to teach us through that, and it's not going to be just a quick thing. So as we spend time chewing and chewing and chewing, the process of digestion, digestion there can take place and, um, talking about the, the sheep's stomachs here, you know that some of them, some of you know that they have four stomachs and it takes a lot of chewing to get that food down to that fourth stomach where it's actually going to be digested. Uh, so that's kind of what we need to do with God's word. Just keep rolling it over, thinking on it, meditating on it, because meditation is like rumination, if you will. And we need to get to that place where uh, there's no distractions and no irritations, if you will, so we can stay focused on God's word and focus on what he's wanting us to learn. So a place uh, where we can uh, just take that time to read, to review, to personalize, to just plain on chew on God's word, right? We need to get to that quiet place, uh, wherever that is that, that, he, uh, that you have set aside to, uh, to study his word. That's where we need to be. That's where we need to spend time. You know, whatever you need to do to, uh, to be studious about studying God's word, memorizing it, uh, there's different options for you there. So the final part of this process here, before I get the buzzer, I think I'll be okay, um, is not always the easiest part, though, right? This final part is we need to obey. We need to obey, and that's not always easy. Uh, obey uh, what we learn and implement those things uh, that, that we learn through that meditation, through that engrafting, through that memorization process. That's what will bring us that spiritual fruit this year and beyond. James 1.25 says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, right? We need to continue. It's not just a quick thing. It's not just taking the, the tops of the grass off, right? we got to get down to the roots of things. So, but he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So we need to take that time. Spiritual fruit will come when we ask God for the grace to apply his truth in ways that we never even thought 
that, that wouldn't happen before that. He would open our eyes uh, to the truths of Scripture as we look into his word, as we spend time in his word, as we obey his word. So then uh, God gives us that desire uh, and that motivation to keep moving forward, to keep studying, to keep obeying, and then we will bear much fruit and glorify and honor him with the results of our lives. John 15, uh, 5, 5 through 8 says this, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, or bringeth forth much fruit. Uh, for without me, you can do nothing. Uh, if a man abideth in me, uh, he is cast forth as a branch and, it is, uh, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Uh, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Therein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. So just think of those branches, right? God's word and, and uh, you know, we need to engraft his word, and the more we engraft, the more we, we look at his word and choose different verses, the more fruit that we'll bear. And we'll actually bear much fruit uh, as we continue with that process. So I, I thought I'd be done before the buzzer, but I'm not, but I am done. So I trust this was a help to you, and I trust uh, this year uh, that you'll uh, strive to do better, to know God's word more, to, to not only just memorize, uh, but also to meditate on God's word, uh, that you'll grow closer to him, that you'll learn more, and that you'll bear uh, much fruit in 2021. So let's, let's pray.